0: From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Career Talk on Business Radio. Here is your host, Dr. Don Graham.
1: Welcome to Career Talk, your career insider. We are on Business Radio. We are powered by the Wharton School. SiriusXM XM channel 132. Hey, if it's Thursday noon Eastern, we are live 844 Wharton 844 942 7866 and Thursday, it is open calls. We are taking our calls all hour long on any and all job search questions you might have. So get in the queue. We want to hear from you. Career Talk is all about our listeners. And if it's Thursday, noon Eastern, 844 942 7866, we are on the lines. We've got Michelle and Danielle in studio making the show sound awesome and as a guest we are welcoming back robin ryan robin is the author of seven career books including 60 seconds and you're hired and over 40 and you're hired she's been a career counselor for over 20 years and has appeared on over 1500 tv and radio shows based in seattle robin offers individual career coaching and job search services to clients nationwide welcome back to the show robin thank you excited to have you So we have so much to talk about on today's show, but I want to give out the number one more time because, hey, you guys have the opportunity to ask anything you want all hour long, 844 Wharton 844 844-942-7866. So Robin, there's so many things that are happening right now that I want to talk to you about, but one of the first things I want to do is talk about seasonal hiring because seasonal hiring for the holidays has been going on actually since early June. So... So retail, uh, hospitality, these companies are starting very early this year. What's up with that?
2: Well, the fact that the unemployment rate is low and finding the bodies to be able to do the work that they need. So they're starting early because... They're trying to get people who normally might not go out and apply for jobs, maybe people that have newly retired, um, maybe people that they would say are the senior citizens, um, trying to get to the teens, trying to get to the stay-at-home moms, anybody who might need some extra funds, um, because they are worried that they're not going to have enough people that will show up and do the work. Um, you know, finding people and then having them be reliable are two different things.
1: Mm-hmm. And and uh, we want to get this message out now because what we don't want is for you to wait until October and you think, well, now you know you're starting to see the the holiday decorations come out. I mean, if you want to get in on this, you want to get in on it now. Eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. You're listening to Career Talk. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. I'm the career director here at the Wharton MBA for Executives Program. Also, a licensed psychologist and corporate recruiter. We are talking talking with Robin Ryan who is the author of Over 40 and You're Hired and we are taking our calls all hour long. 844 942 Right now we're talking about seasonal hiring. So a couple of trends that I've seen, Robin, in, in this year's seasonal hiring, aside from starting incredibly early and, and stores all over are taking applications now, is that warehousing is becoming very popular. So as more online shoppers are out there, that warehouses are looking for more and more employees. So if you're not finding what you're looking for in the retail Retail store, think about going to their warehouse. And often these jobs are much more flexible. Sometimes you can work evening hours or even overnight if that's working with your schedule the other thing to your point robin is that they're paying more because it is so hard to find talent that companies are coming up with creative incentives and maybe that's that's greater discounts for the store maybe that's a higher wage maybe that's that's benefits so so it's a great time to to get into this seasonal hiring space because you're going to get compensated much better than you have in the past and then Working from home, which is interesting, because when you think about seasonal hiring and and uh, you know retail and hospitality, you think about being there in person. But many retailers, such as Amazon, Apple, and Williams Sonoma, are hiring remote workers for jobs like sales customer support so if you're somebody who is is dreading being in a busy bustling store maybe some of these remote options are are right for you hey 844 wharton 844-942-7866 we're taking your calls all hour long we're here with robin ryan i'm your host dr don Graham. we're gonna go right to the phone stay with bob from florida welcome to the show bob
3: hello how are you
1: great bob what's on your mind today
3: uh, so I um, recently joined a startup as CEO, and we're going through a seed funding round right now. And as in an all startups, there's a, a ton of risk involved, and we may not hit our numbers. We, we might hit our numbers in this round and then inevitably fail. We might be a raging success. Who knows, right? It's across it's um, the whole spectrum right? there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So my, my I'm curious, though, you know, I, I, I used to practice law, and then I went back to I'm a glutton for punishment, went back to school and got an MBA. And so I don't know if this does fail. I don't know how to best position myself or what the story or narrative looks like. Should I have to go back to the, to the workforce and, and, uh, and find something? So-, so I thought I'd reach out and see.
1: I love that you called Bob because one, we love switchers. Um, we do love switchers, and you—you you sound like you've had you've had a number of careers, and you have a ton of experience. And quite frankly, a failed startup in your background is actually a great thing these days. I mean, you can really spin that into something, um, you know, that companies want to see. So you've got a lot of great things. I'm gonna I'm gonna hand it off to to Robin to kick us off.
2: Well, the first thing that comes to mind is you need a mindset that you're not going to fail. If you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to do work a startup and you're trying to make it successful and you're leading the company, you've got to put 125% of your effort into we're going to make this work. So that's the first thing because if you're already in your head thinking about, okay, well, if this fails, what am I going to do next, um, then you're, you're not solving all the problems that are going to come in making the company go that's the first piece the second piece is think about the leadership skills that you're getting those are the pieces that you're going to be able to take to the new company the other piece of it too is that you said well i used to be a, you know a lawyer but i didn't do that anymore um, The legal background the research skills that also helps you if you want to go forward because you could go into um, the corporate world where you're doing negotiations where you're working on something that has to deal with contracts you could be working on something that has to deal with the strategy and that so there's a lot of different places that you can take the CEO experience even if it fails and you can take the legal experience and kind of combine them together but my first piece of advice is don't
1: let it fail. Yes, failure is a mindset. And truly, Bob, you know, if it doesn't work out the way you envisioned it, I mean, it's a learning experience. So it is that shift in mindset. And one of the things I love about your background is it sounds to me like you've learned to do something that is so important, which is reinvent yourself. This is not optional in today's job and career market any longer the ability to look at your background and skill set and say how can i pick and choose the pieces that are going to apply with what's going on in the marketplace and what audience i am i'm am targeting is so important you've also learned agility and you know one of the the recent articles i was reading about MBAs and the skills they're coming out of school with are that you know companies are really looking for critical thinking agility the ability to see interconnections between things that don't normally go together the ability to influence and all of those skills are so critical when you're managing a startup plus your legal background so you have all of these these different things to pull on and I think you've learned already early in your career that agility and and the ability to reinvent yourself is is critical so I have no doubt that if you decide that this isn't for you this startup and you want to do something else that you'll have the ability to look at your background pick and choose those those skills that you want to use next and have a ton of opportunity but that's that's the thing you get to pick and choose what you want to apply next and you You've got those those skills in your background. Is that helpful, Bob?
3: Yeah, yes, it's helpful. And and I just want to put put it out there that I have a one hundred and twenty percent confidence in success. But I, like I did say, I used to practice law, and I would not be a, a good lawyer if I didn't consider every single uh, aspect of of the risk I take. So uh, uh, you know, I I, I I But the the point is well taken, and I, I appreciate the the thoughts and, and the advice.
1: Yeah, I think you I think you've got a great background and I think one of the things that a lot of people a lot of listeners right now even are thinking about are getting we're getting trapped in the you know, what is my background and are people going to think it's scattered and and the fact is if you look at any resume bob, it probably looks pretty linear, but if you dig beneath the surface, you're and you know there're probably jobs that aren't on there that are left off, there're probably experiences that are left off, maybe even there's degrees that somebody's earned that are left off. The key to resumes and LinkedIn and presenting your career story today is picking what's relevant to your audience. So you don't need to worry about how your background looks disjointed or if if you're worried about the fact that somebody might see you jump around because when you present to your next audience, whoever that's going to be, you get to pick and choose what you want to present and and you want to work with either a career coach or if you're you're skilled at doing this on your own and present a linear story. And you get to do that. You don't have to any longer include your entire history. So I am I am very confident that you've got a great background and you can pick and choose and create any story you like. So good for you Bob. Thank you so much for giving us a call on Career Talk. Very important question. Hey, 844 Wharton 8449427866. If you have a question like Bob did, we're here all hour long taking your calls. This is what we do on Thursdays, noon Eastern, on 9 a.m. Pacific, 844-942-7866. And we are fortunate to have Robin Ryan back on the show. Robin Ryan is the author of seven books, 60 Seconds and You're Hired and Over 40 and You're Hired are a few of those. And we are talking about seasonal hiring because even though where you might be residing right now, the temperatures are still pretty steamy companies are already deep in hiring mode for the retail season. So, Robin, what are some of the things that people can do to make themselves a good candidate for, for the seasonal roles?
2: Well, one of the things that you do want to do is pay attention to, how do I find these jobs? And look around and think about who's going to do the most hiring. And Amazon is probably going to do the most hiring, they have a lot of different locations they have a lot of online virtual jobs that might be available they have a lot of warehouse jobs now those warehouse jobs I know a lot of people that have gone and done them and they're not easy they are very strict Uh, they require a lot of uh, some strength um, but they're terrific jobs for a lot of college kids Because a lot of college kids that need to make extra money, they will hire you to work, you know, one or two days a week. So you could work the weekends, you know, in October, November, December, and January and make a lot of extra money. So that's one thing. The other thing, too, is that Walmart and Target and companies like these that are going to do a lot of shipping at Christmas time, they have call centers, as you said, there's customer service. So there's going to be help in the stores, too. Go to the company's website and look what's available. That's where you're going to find the leads. You know, That's where you're going to find the applications to apply for. And it's helpful to have a resume. Make sure you create yourself a resume because a lot of places you can upload a resume.
1: You're listening to Career Talk Series XM Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. We're here with Robin Ryan and it is Open Call Thursday. So if you've always had a question you wanted to ask, today is the day. But hey, if you're a podcast listener and you like to listen to Career Talk on iTunes or Google Play, guess what? My new book, Switchers, how smart professionals change careers and see success is actually available now on audible so if you're an audible listener then go out and download that book why not it might just change your life hey 844-942-7866 you are listening to career talk series xm channel 132 we're talking all about seasonal hiring in the moment and a couple of tips if you're looking to get a seasonal job maybe in retail so one thing you need to know is apply early this year the companies are coming out and hiring right now. So if you wait, you might be out of the loop. And in fact, 45% of employers said they're not even accepting applications after October. So get out there now. The other thing you want to do is, as much as this may be true, this is where TMI, too much information may hurt you, even if you're getting that, that job for the discount. Don't say that. If, if they ask you why you want the job, come up with a better answer than the, the 25 or 30% discount. That may, very well may be why, and it might be a great perk, but... Think about the company. Think about the employer. Think about the fact that they want you to be a great representative for their organization to their customers. Also, get to know the company. If you're looking in retail in particular or a hotel or some other facility that you can go to, go there. Walk around. See what the, the what's on the shelves, how the employees interact, what the, the dress code is like. I mean, if it's a retail store that sells clothes, why not dress in clothes that, that are from that store? I mean, these things can only... Help you if you're looking in that realm. 844 942 7866. It's open calls today on Career Talk, and we're here with Robin Ryan talking about a lot of different career trends, Robin. And one that I want to mention because it's pretty brand new Career Builder just came out with a new app. And they are putting a stake in the ground, wanting to own the mobile experience for talent acquisition and job search. So so interestingly, they did a lot of surveys and they found that 50% of employers are saying it's taking longer to fill open positions, and 54% are saying it's costing them more money. So CareerBuilder is coming along, bringing this app that basically allows users to create a resume in less than a minute. It has augmented reality, which allows you to essentially walk around and stores or facilities that are hiring, these jobs will basically pop up on your phone. It's kind of wacky, um, a little bit uh, (laughs) futuristic. they they have automatic alerts they have things that show you where you are in the process gamification social referrals so so it seems to hit all of these these points that people struggle with but i'm, I'm curious i mean i have no experience with this yet it just came out two days ago you have experience with it we'd love to hear from you 844 but robin what are your initial thoughts on on an app like this
2: that you're going to be highly technical to be able to use it (laughs) Um, that's my first thought um and that the second thing that comes to mind is you know it it has to be something that uh number one it might be great for the millennials because they are so technically gifted and that they um are pretty intuitive about things like that, I think that uh, some of the older workers, people that are you know over fifty, might find it uh, more intimidating and, and much harder to use. So um, the age demographic might make a difference in that respect. Um, I like the idea, though, of being able to know where you are in the process and whether you've been rejected or whether you're being looked at. Um, and, you know, whether you're being considered, if you're going to be called in. Um, because once you apply, usually, unless they call you, you don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So uh, that part appeals to me. The other thing I think that's important, too, is it's, you know, no longer an employer-only market. Most employers right now are pulling their hair out of their head saying, we can't find talent. We can't find good people that will come and apply and work and you know do the work and show up and you know be responsible and be good you know employees for us and so i think for them this, this there's a big plus here if they put their jobs on this because you're going to be dependent on them making sure that their jobs are available and that they've got them listed and that they say what the job descriptions are and what their needs are and so on and so forth. So it's going to be a two-way street.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, you're just tuning in. You're listening to SiriusXM, channel 132. We are Career Talk, 844-942-7866, taking your calls all hour long. And we are talking about Career Builders' new patent-pending... AI-driven mobile app that helps people to get matched to jobs. And I, I agree with you, Robin. I like the transparency aspect and I know some companies like J&J and others have created more transparent hiring and I think that is so helpful for the job seeker to know, hey, my resume got, got looked at by a decision maker. I'm still in the running. I'm not still in the running. I mean, just knowing is is so useful. I also I like the idea of gamification because I think that's a very, very interesting way to keep people motivated and in the process. I I haven't used the app. I've seen a little demo on it, but I'm I'm curious to see how they are using that. Um, But on the the flip side of it, what I would say is that another part of the research showed that 54% of workers feel like they just have a job not a career and they want they feel underemployed and i'm i'm trying to think about how the app might help with that stat because one of the things that that i talk about in my book switchers is that you know the the challenges for somebody who's looking to make a job change is they don't often have the the right titles or years of experience or keywords that a company might enter into an app like this so they may be not matching and so i'm i'm curious how this is going to help people move from having just a job to a career that they like especially if that's a major switch what are your thoughts on that robin
2: i have to agree with you on that too and um when people are are moving from one job to another or one industry to another um You know, it's hard for them. And companies, when they place a job listing, the experience is pretty straightforward. So if you are changing from one career to another, um, you use the word switchers. I use the word career changers. Same thing. And uh, I think it's going to be a little more difficult for them to be able to to see, oh, this could be a really good candidate. They've got some really good basic skills. Um, and it's also going to be harder for the candidate because that person is going to say, well, I, I mean, I could do that job, but I don't have that exact experience. And so, you know, that's where the disconnect is. And that's where it's important for the person to be able to talk to somebody. You know, to be able to go in, let's say, for example, if you want to work, and I'm just going to use a store for example, if you want to work in Nordstrom's, and to be able to go in and talk to the counter manager and to say, you know, I'd really like to work here, and, you know, I I have this kind of experience. What What do you think I would need to be able to work in a place like this? Of course, you would never want to start that conversation unless you were dressed appropriately and, you know, looked very professional and had a resume with you and so on and so forth. Um, But a lot of times people go up and they just start a conversation in the stores with a manager and the manager will say, Well, you know, I'm gonna be hiring on Tuesday, you can come back on Tuesday, that's fine. But they take the person's resume and they write themselves a note saying, Looks great or this is a good one or something like that. And because it's hard to find people now, sometimes they will take the time to sit down and talk to you when you're standing right in front of them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Eight four four nine four two seven eight six six you're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM channel one thirty two. We're here with Robin Ryan and we are talking all about things that are happening in the workplace and right now we are talking about career builders new patent pending AI driven mobile app that has a lot of interesting features automatic alerts transparency in the job search social referrals game gamification and this all came out 2 days ago if you've used the app we'd love to hear from you 8449427866 but um i do think i do think this will obviously do a great job at collecting data and and you know helping to you know, give companies information. I'm I'm still skeptical about, you know, does activity level, because there is a a claim that it does increase activity level through the gamification, but does that really equate to interest or quality? But I guess that remains to be seen. Um, I love that there's more innovation coming out in this area, but I, I still think, Robin, kind of like you said, the person-to-person aspect is not going away anytime soon and you can get a lot further sometimes a lot faster by by going the old school route you're listening to career talk series xm 132-844-942-7866 and we're going to go to renee in arizona welcome to career talk renee hi hello thank what's you on, for having me yeah what's on your mind today renee
4: well, um, I did aerospace machining for 15 years, and they closed the shop, and then I started my own cleaning business just kind of offhand, and I've been doing that six years now, and I'm making good money, and it's just me, And but my body is taking a, a hit for it. It's a lot of hard work. People keep telling me I should expand my business, but I don't want to keep doing this cleaning stuff. And. I really want to do something else, but I have other interests. I just don't know how to broach those interests. I don't know how to start that on a business
1: level. Mm -hmm. Well, you called the right show, Renee. We're so glad you did. So, okay, you have a background in aerospace. What did you do in that industry, Renee? Uh, The
4: first eight years I did uh, the shipping and, um, you know, keeping track of paperwork and writing procedures and stuff. And the last Eight or nine years, I ran assembly and did pressure testing and also ran the whole inventory in that area and safety team and did a bunch of stuff like that.
1: <laughs> and um, what did you like about it? What was, what was kind of your I liked, favorite thing?
4: Man, I liked, I liked the work. I liked creating things. Um, I liked showing off what I could do. Mainly, I liked the mechanical part of it and being able to create things, and it made me feel smart. I did not graduate high school. I had a kid when I was really young. I'm gonna be 40 this year, but I have a lot of experience in so many different things. I've planned five weddings and two dances, and um, I love organizing. I'm kind of fanatic about it.
1: <laughs> I love it. You know, you're so- a fighter. You're a fighter. And I'm so excited you called this show. I'm gonna I'm gonna toss it over to Robin because I have lots and lots of ideas. But um, I yeah, I'm excited you're here, Robin.
2: Well, the first thing that I always ask people is. Sit down and make a list and look at what are your top interests and what are your top skills and try to match those two because your interest in your skills, using the things that you're best at, Renee, is what's going to be most important. And then um, the next thing is you have to look at where do you live. What are the kind of opportunities that are available where you live? Because if you live, do you live in a rural area or do you live in a city? can you tell us?
4: I live I live up in Prescott, Arizona, so it's a bunch of small towns within 20, 30 miles of each other. Okay, so when you live
2: in a small town, you have fewer opportunities than if, than if you live in a large city, and so one of the things you want to look at is what kind of employers are near you, what kind of ways do you have, you know, who are the bigger employers, um, there's restaurants, there's sometimes hotels, there's definitely stores, there's definitely grocery stores, um, there are, you know, uh, community services, there's also city services and county services and state services. So there's a lot of different ways to apply your skills and um, what do you like doing best? Let me ask you that. What's your favorite thing to do?
0: Well,
4: uh, one of the reasons why I got into cleaning is um, I like to help people. And I like to help people who most people won't give a ch- time of day for, to so like the old vets vets that are by themselves and and stuff like that, and and the, you know retired people and stuff. And but I like to help people, I like to service people, pretty much. And I I like that feeling, and I like to come in and help people and feel comfortable to be able to do stuff. And that's why I think I love organizing and you know being one of those professional organizers that can come in and help organize your home or plan events is great, but a lot of those times are one time deals. So to me it seems like it would be a lot harder work on networking to keep getting those new um, contracts. But with cleaning I get hired and I'm on a regular schedule and I know I can count on a certain money for a month. So I don't know how to tramp I don't know how to go from one to the other with holding on to the financial I need to pay my bills. <laughs> I thought I'd love to go and help people and organize and or even plan events for them and plan their weddings for them and things like that. But that's a whole different ballgame than business-wise on housekeeping.
1: So do you want to go back into a corporation, Renee? I'm just, or do you really like working on your own? Uh, you know, I'm 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 back and forth
4: on it. You know, I, I love working on my own and have my own schedule. I have two grandkids, one's new. We do a lot of hiking and backpacking. And actually, next week I'm doing a week-long backpacking trip in uh, the Grand Canyon. But I wouldn't be able to do that if I had I was working for somebody else most most likely because I couldn't be able to get that time off unless I had time invested in, you know PTO and now by myself I don't get paid for that time off but I can definitely reschedule the things a lot easier because it's you know I'm not checking with my boss unless I talk to myself in the mirror yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, so, I've got a couple a so I I like owning yeah. my business. I, I do like owning my business. And actually my, my fiance is a, he's an artist and things like that and he's a machinist but he really wants to start you know doing art and selling the art and having his own studio and my daughter would love to do like her own pottery stuff and she does after school pottery classes and she'd like to have her own business and I'm re- I'm
1: not but a really good creator, but yeah. I'm an awesome facilitator. You've got a lot a lot going on, Renee. Um, so here are some of the things I'm I'm kind of pulling out of the conversation: is that you really like logistics, and I think logistics is such a big field now. I mean, with I mean, you think about Amazon, you think about getting things from one place to another, you think about planning and and how people get things moved around these days and I feel like that's a lot of what you're talking about with like shipping and procedures and assembly and you said planning weddings and so I think a lot of companies are hiring for things like that and sometimes it's about being in the office but a lot of times companies are much more open especially in the job market today where where the unemployment is low that you can actually work from home so that could be an opportunity we, we had a show a couple of uh, months ago LiveOps which is a great work from home System where you could do customer service. You can create your own hours. So if you wanted to work, you know, nine p.m. on a on a Tuesday, or if you wanted to work Saturdays, just kind of um, around the clock. You can you can create your own schedule. And again, it's helping people. It's it's kind of customer service helping people understand whether it's policies or if it's it's customer support in different ways. So I feel like there's a lot of opportunities for you. And one of the things you have is a great career story. And what I mean by that is not necessarily this historical account of I did this for 8 years, I did this for 5 more years and then I did this. But really looking at your background as a whole and saying, you know, how one I could pull out all of the, the logistical aspects of the work you've done, all of the oversight, all of the coordination. I mean, that's a theme I see throughout everything you've done. The other thing is more of a a personality quality which is this this fighter, this kind of this this kind of scrappy hunger that I, I love because this is what companies want to see. They want to see people who can figure it out. And you are somebody who can figure it out. And they want to bring people in like you because they they can find plenty of people who have a traditional background and who can follow steps and read a manual. But you sound to me like somebody who can come in, figure it out, hit the ground running and make stuff happen and I think that career story is going to open a lot of doors for you and I think you should you definitely should check out live ops but you should check out you know remote roles in some of these bigger companies who are looking for logistics professionals and people who can think like you think because you've got you've got a very very uh, rare kind of way of of processing and thinking about information. And I think you need to tap into that because I think you're going to have a lot of opportunity. So, Renee, thank you so much for giving us a call on Career Talk. Hey, 844-942-7866. But we have to go to our pre-break quiz. Quiz. There's a quiz? Yes, and I'm oh so excited because... Somebody has answered my my prayers. And this pre-break quiz is submitted by David in Pennsylvania. So thank you for helping us out with the pre-break quiz here. All right, here we go. Nine out of ten people do this in meetings, which can negatively impact meeting effectiveness. Thank you know 844-Warton, 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk, Series XM Channel 132. We'll be right back.
0: You're listening to Career Talk on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Here again is Dr. Don Brand.
1: Welcome back to Career Talk. We're on Sirius XM 132, Thursday. Noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. We're taking your calls all hour long, 844 942 I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. And hey, if you're not following me on Twitter and Instagram, it's pretty easy at Dr. Don Graham. I'd love to see you there. Hey, we have Robin Ryan back on the show today, and she's the author of seven books. And Robin, where can people find you?
2: At robinryan.com, R O B I N R Y A N. And I uh, respond to email, too, robin at robinryan.com.
1: Fantastic. Serious XM 132, all hour long, eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. 942 And we're going to Dave in Oklahoma. Dave, welcome to the show. What's on your mind today?
5: Thanks, Doctor. Uh, yeah, just real quick, uh, trying not to make a very long story uh, short. But my bottom line is I've had a successful career in my industry. Uh, last May I was given a severance due to a... Uh, uh, company acquired us and reorganization and <clears throat> um, you know I I since uh I found um a, a a another career uh it's 180 degrees from what I was but i guess the question is you know i was a vice president i was a sales director and in today's economy i thought i'd be you know i thought I'd, within a matter of months i i would be back into something pretty quickly um It it seems like I'm kind of the victim of my own success, and, um, you know, like I said, I've since accepted a position as a a director of fundraising for a non-for-profit organization, very rewarding, but obviously it's not financially where it was. And I guess my question is, as I'm still putting my feelers out, I mean, recruiters are telling me that resume looks great, everything looks great, I do have somewhat of a non-compete that may be scaring some people off. Um, and also, I guess the question is, uh, you really you don't want to lie on your resume and 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 hide your successes, so it doesn't scare people off that you know to call me up because I was a VP or was a sales director. I mean, so are you, you getting
1: are you getting Dave like the you're overqualified? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I'm,
5: nobody has said I'm overqualified, but a lot of the recruiters uh, that I've dealt with said that you know uh, the, the the level that you are at that they've kind of pigeonholed me and, and the opportunities. If there's if there's ten thousand opportunities, they get about a thousand opportunities that would fit my criteria. What's what's and your think,
1: industry, Dave?
5: Uh, I'll just say it's the, it was the manufacturing industry.
1: Okay, manufacturing, and you're you're kind of hearing that you're you're maybe overqualified, even if they're not saying that. But they're 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 not finding roles that are at your level. So are they pitching you roles that are at a lower level?
5: Mm. Well, they they are, and I've told, and I've had some really good interviews. I actually turned down a couple of things, uh, but I, you know, I I've, I've told the people that you know just uh, you don't count me out for opportunities that that I could grow within the company. Um, I'm just concerned that if they see on my resume that a sales director or a VP level, that they're thinking, well, why would we bring this person on as a national account or a key account or something like that to grow when he's just going to jump, you know, when he finds another VP role. That concerns me. And the other thing that concerns me, too, quite frankly, is I do have a non-compete that's, I don't know, that scares people off. How uh, long is it, Dave? Uh, It's until uh, until next year.
1: Okay, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So you got two things going on. They, they definitely the overqualified thing. That is, Robin. That's your wheelhouse. So, so <laughs> go for it.
2: Okay. One quick question, Dave. How old are you? Early fifties. Okay. So we got a lot of things going on here. Um, are you willing to relocate? That's the other piece.
5: Uh, that's always an option. Yes. I mean, would prefer not to, but yes, definitely an option.
2: Okay. Because the, the, the key factor when recruiters are talking to, you, it, to them is, is the person qualified for the job? Remember, they get paid by finding the right person for the right job. And so they don't work for you. They work for the employer. So they're looking for the round hole to go in the round hole, not the square. Even though you're a great square, you know, you're not. You're not a circle. So that's the first piece to keep in mind. I always advise people this you're better off looking for those fewer jobs that you are qualified for because in your early 50s, you want something where you're going to be able to stay there make a contribution, be happy, and stay there for the next 10 years. You're not looking for something where you're going to get there and become unhappy um, very quickly. The other thing that they worry about is if we bring you in at a lower level, um, they are concerned that you're going to want to make a jump. And you may say, you know, I'm willing to spend my time and I'm willing to you know, move up in the company. But are you willing to spend you know, eight years to get to where you used to be? And so that's the second piece of this. The the third piece of this is that you said, you know, there's probably 10% of the jobs out there I'm qualified for. Make a really good application for those jobs. Customize your resume. Customize that cover letter. Really prepare for any interviews that you get. You've already turned down jobs, so that tells me that things that are at lower levels you're turning down, you're saying, No, I'm not interested in that. It's not it's not going to pay me enough. It's not in the right area, it's not what I want. So so my advice is always, let's try to customize it and be able to focus on the ones that you do want and then the third piece of advice is don't just use recruiters you have to start networking you know so many positions are found through networking and that means actively making a list of companies you're interested in starting to talk to uh the the heads of the sales teams across the country find out who's doing what what their needs are maybe they're not happy We're talking to vp of sales finding out what's going on um it, can you start conversations with people uh because that could lead to opportunities for you through what we call the hidden job market, where the the job's not advertised, where it hasn't gone to the recruiter yet, and they're actively searching for somebody. I don't know if you've been doing that, but if you haven't, that's a, a very, very effective way to find a job at the level that you're at and in the field that you're in.
1: So. Robin, fantastic advice. And I know that you have a lot of that also in your book, Over 40, and you're hired. Um, I, I agree. And I'm going to tag on to the networking piece because I think that's so critical. Because when you can get referred by somebody who's trusted, a lot of the other biases, whether it's being overqualified, whether it's age, whether it's it's anything else, a lot of those tend to melt away. And you'd be shocked at some of the things that you might get kind of knocked out of the running for that that aren't even an issue when you get referred in. And just to tag on to the non-compete question you had, if you're already getting offers, Dave, then I'm going to guess that the non-compete is not the issue for most companies because if it was, you wouldn't have been getting those offers. So so I think focusing your job search like Robin talked about and getting very targeted on what you want. And and you know, if you start to say, sure, I'll take something lower or I'm, I'm flexible – It can come off as desperation to some companies, and that is like instant turnoff to them. When you come across confident and say, this is what I'm looking for, this level, this is what I can do, here's how I can hit the ground running, that confidence is going to breed many more opportunities than having too big of a net. I know it sounds a little bit counterintuitive, but trust me when I say people want to hear you be confident about what you can do and where you want to do it and be hungry for that versus Sure, I'll take that and and be okay with it. Dave, thank you so much for giving us a call on Career Talk, 844-942-7866. We are here all hour long on SiriusXM 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. Hey, if you haven't checked out Switchers, How Smart Professionals Change Careers and See Success, it is available on Audible or Kindle if that's more your style. If you like old school, you can get it hardcover too. right on Amazon or lots of other booksellers. And we are going to answer our pre-break quiz. So... Thank you, David, in Pennsylvania, for submitting this quiz. We we always appreciate our listeners helping us out with this, especially because I've been told I am not the best quiz, quiz giver. So, hey, 9 out of 10 people do this in meetings, which can negatively impact meeting effectiveness. So, Danielle, since you are in Dion's chair today, we are coming to you first. Oh, no. All right. <laughs> I was ready, though. Okay. So... I think that it is when you maybe like lean on your hand or you're like putting your feet up or something like that because it's distracting. Okay. Nine out of ten people do this. Right. I, I need to come to the meetings you go to where people are Yeah, have you their know, lounging. You're just lounging back and desk. everyone's distracted. What kind of meetings are you guys having at Serious XM <laughs> where you're just all with your feet this on your desk? This has nothing to do with Susan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> that would yeah. I would see that be- meeting being very very ineffective. Um, right? right. So, no. I, oh. in, in true in true oh. Dion spirit, Sorry, see, I you're almost wrong. thought I was right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, um, I'm gonna guess, and I'm hoping Danielle did not just say this because I was on the phone with a caller, but I'm gonna guess, um, checking your emails. No, I will. I will give you a hint. <laughs> is 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 not cell phone related. Mm. That would be oh, that was what I was going to say. I know, and, and that's just Okay, one thing I will say is that for people who know my quizzes, that's slightly too easy. Slightly too easy. Yeah, but oh, this was wasn't hard. one of yours. You're, so, you're right. I wasn't giving, sorry David, I wasn't giving you enough credit in Pennsylvania. Yeah, 9 out of 10 people do this, which I like the email answer because we all do check our email. But okay, okay, so Robin, you get you get a new Opportunity because Michelle took your answer, which was wrong. So okay. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? What do you think? Nine out of ten people are doing in meetings, and I I do this um, regularly too. That negatively impacts the meeting.
2: Daydreaming.
1: Bam, bam. Yes, it is daydreaming. (laughs) Daydreaming. So that's it. Yeah. What what did? Why? No, no, I thought the lounging. I thought. Maybe they're daydreaming while they're lounging, Danielle. I See, don't know. Exactly. But daydreaming. So some of the things you can do to combat this. Well, one, make sure you really need a meeting. Um, and when you schedule a meeting, then just cut it in half. If you schedule an hour meeting, schedule a half hour because I guarantee you'll be able to do it in a half hour. Um, use multimedia. Have standing meetings. Standing meetings cut the time by 25% so there's a lot of ways to do that David in Pennsylvania we really appreciate you submitting the question hey want some more productivity stats here you go multitasking leads to a 10% drop in IQ Tuesday is the most productive day in the week and adults who regularly get between 7.5 and 9 hours sleep can be 20% more productive you heard it here on career talk series xm 2132 i'm your host dr don graham we're going to go to bill in tennessee bill welcome to the show hey i was just in tennessee i was just in nashville
5: hey dr graham
1: how are you today bill
5: doing well uh so my question is um how do you use your current employer or what do you how do you get around not using your current employer as a
1: reference Okay, so are you not using your current employer because you're employed and you don't want your, your employer knowing you're looking, or you're not using them because you're afraid they might not say nice things?
5: Uh, no, because they, I don't want them knowing I'm looking.
1: Got it, got it. And are you actually being asked directly that they want to talk to your current employer?
5: Uh, most, most. And once you get into the final stages, yeah, that's generally a question that's asked.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, my 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 thought is you need to at least have an offer on the table before I would be giving that information up. But I'm going to toss it to Ryan because I Robin <laughs> Ryan because I know um, you address this in your books as well.
2: There's a lot of ways around that, and here's what I always tell people: they're looking for two or three references. So. If you can give them a former boss, someone who's worked with you before, who's maybe no longer with that employer, or uh, a former boss, somebody you worked with at a previous job, they're happy with that. Maybe you can give them a vendor or uh, a customer that you work with that they could talk to. So there's people that you interact with that they could talk to. Think about those kind of people because I will tell you this. I see employees all the time who have worked for employers and they've been there 10 years and they get a new job and their employer never knew when they gave notice. So obviously they found somebody else to give them a reference. So you need to put a little thought into it, but you do not have to give your current employer, and in fact I recommend you don't because it may jeopardize your job. What if you don't get that That new offer, and then your employer is like, okay, he's looking, um, you know, and then they don't give you the assignments, and you may not go on to that new position because you didn't get it, et cetera, et cetera. So try to be a little more creative. See if you can't think of other people you've interacted with in the past. Maybe a boss that has left the organization, or even your boss's boss that may have left. Anybody you interacted with that you could. Use as a reference and use LinkedIn. That's a way to find people.
1: And um, I agree with that, Bill. And I, I will say, I see this more and more, though, that companies want your current employer to actually give a reference. And I, I that kind of blows my mind a little bit because how, how can you get that without, as Robin said, being... being tipping off what you're doing. But, but one of the things I've seen people do is to say, you know, okay, fine. Give, give these other references as Robin's saying. And then once you get the offer and once everything's signed, sealed and delivered, maybe you say, okay, then you could talk to my employer and it can be contingent upon that conversation, but you're not obviously going to do that before they make a commitment to you, because why should you jeopardize before they've made that commitment to you? So I, I completely agree with that. And Hey, if you're in that situation, um, a couple of other things you should know if you're looking for references, you want strong references because I will tell you a mediocre reference, an okay reference, a even a neutral reference is a negative reference. Employers okay. want to know that you have at least two, whether they're bosses, vendors, clients, two people who you have had a professional relationship with, non-family, who can speak highly of you. So they need to speak highly of you. It's not okay to just be like, meh. So do keep that in mind. Bill, best of luck to you. Congrats on the new opportunity and we really appreciate you calling Career Talk 844-942-7866. Abby in Maine, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Hi, Abby. What's on your mind today? Well, um, I wanted to just I don't know exactly
0: what my question is, but let me give you the gist of it. Um, I became an accidental entrepreneur in about 2005 when I landed in rural Maine. And with my skill set, there weren't very many opportunities uh, for employment. So um, I began and I started a small company that manufactures um, all natural pantry staples. I'm a chef. And so... Over these 13 years, um, we have become quite popular in Maine, and um, I'm considering taking the manufacturing out of the kitchen, all of these things, but what's really on my mind is sort of like the dismount, and if that doesn't come to fruition, finding something else to do and employment, and one of the factors is that I cannot leave um, where I live in Maine because I have a child, and his dad is up there and that's just not an option.
1: Okay, so so, so you live in Maine, um, you uh, have run a business, you're looking at the dismount options. you are geographically tied to Maine and you're you're kind of thinking about next steps and, and we're Robin, as we uh, as we have just about two minutes left, uh, what advice do you have for Abby?
2: Well, what's I'm trying I guess I'm wondering what her question is. Are you trying to grow your business? Are you trying to make it bigger or are you trying to do something else, Abby?
0: Well, I don't know. I think I'm I think ultimately I would love to see the business grow and we have to do that at this point. But also in the back of my mind is the work is physical and if I don't get the manufacturing if I'm unable to take that step soon um, I don't know that. I think I need to seek employment somewhere else and take off that, alleviate that pressure. Um,
1: and so, so Abby, I, one I, of the things you might want to you might want to start thinking about. Uh, we talked about this earlier in the show, and there are, there are a lot of things that you can do remotely. And um, I know you want to kind of see where this business goes, but you also sound like you're not confident that it's going to grow or that it's not going to necessarily meet your needs. So um so you're you're trying to kind of juggle both of those at the same time and it sounds like you're worried about what's gonna happen if I don't, you know, if this doesn't work out and I don't have anything else to fall back on. So I think step one would be kind of you know, I, I recommend this often, but but finding somebody maybe it's a career coach, maybe it's it's in the, there's a lot of them online, themuse.com, M U S E has a lot of great ones, Uh, but I think you need somebody who can help you lay out all of your skills, help you understand kind of what, what, the options are for you in Maine because I think you're going to have a lot more peace of mind if you can have some some potential options to go to just in case, um, but while you're still putting all of your time and energy into your current business because it sounds like that's that's kind of one of your first passions, but obviously you have a family and you have responsibilities and bills and you want to make sure that you're not stuck. So I, I completely get that you're in this crossroads and I think having somebody help you tease that out will be a a phenomenal way to give you peace of mind, but also some opportunities to start taking action steps that lay the groundwork and foundation for next steps. So, Abby, thank you so much for giving us a call. We wish you all the best. Hey, you've been listening to Career Talk, and the time has flown. Robin, how can people reach you one last time?
2: I'm available at www.robinryan.com. It's spelled R-O-B-I-N-R-Y-A-N.com, or my name, Robin, at robinryan.com. I also offer an article called Hidden, and it's on the hidden job market. So if you come to my website, you'll be able to download
1: that. Fantastic. We always love having you on the show, Robin. Lots of great advice and insights. And to all of our listeners and callers, we do the show for you every week. So thank you for supporting Career Talk, Series XM 132, and Michelle and Danielle for making the show sound great. Thank you. You've been listening to Career Talk. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and we'll see you next time.